Welcome back to Scary Bear Attacks. Today's episode takes us back to familiar territory. If you remember our episode on the Senkabetsu bear attack, you may remember the Japanese island of Hokkaido. That episode was centered on a remote village that involved one of the worst bear attacks in world history. Today's episode is located in the prefecture's largest city, Sapporo. This city has over 2 million residents and features an airport as well as a military base for Japanese National Defense Forces. The city is a typical urban landscape in composition, but more interestingly, just outside the city are very dense forests of Iso spruce, Sakhalin fir, and Sakhalin spruce, scattered stands of ermine's birch on the mountains that fade into deciduous forests of Mongolian oak. Lime trees and ash trees flow through the lowlands to the seashore. The ground is covered with dwarf bamboo in the lowlands as well. The climate here is a humid continental climate, which means there are four distinct seasons, but plenty of rainfall, making it similar to the Pacific Northwest of the United States. The animal life includes the Izo and Sika deer, and very unique species of squirrel, fox, and rabbit. The major predators here are the Asiatic black bear on the mainland, and the Usuri or Izo brown bear on the island of Hokkaido. It is in this lush and beautiful setting that today's episode takes place. In recent years, farmers have moved from the rural areas into urban areas seeking job opportunities. This flight has led to the abandoning of a cushion of civilized and humanized zones from the edges of rapidly growing cities on Hokkaido. The farmers and subsistence practitioners used to serve as a cushion between the bears and the city, but their untidy practices of discarding food waste made bears all too comfortable around people. The abandoned areas returning to their natural state has invited brown bear territory right to the doorstep of city dwellers, now clueless on how to deal with brown bears, or any bears. Add in the lack of younger generations being familiar with firearms and hunting practices, the key ingredients for an intense and dangerous environment has developed on the island. On Friday, June 18, 2018, one of the most interesting bear attacks happened. At 3.30 a.m., a Usuri brown bear was observed near the edge of the city. He wasn't a giant bear by any means, but probably weighed around 450 to 500 pounds. As we know by prior episodes, bears on Hokkaido can stand over 8 feet tall and weigh close to 1,000 pounds when in prime shape. They frequently are very hostile and aggressive toward people. This bear was young and therefore smaller, but still big enough to injure or kill a human, any human. The bear was first reported by a resident to be running down a street in his housing development. The hapless onlooker filmed the odd side of the bear with his cell phone as he followed the bear in his vehicle. Soon other neighbors observed the bear as well, and reports of the bear began rolling in. It isn't very common to see them this close to town, so concerned locals notified authorities just to get it on their radar. Police issued a public warning about the sighting, but given the hour, not many residents took notice in time to head off the catastrophe. At about 6 a.m., a 70-year-old man was taking the household trash out. He was just a few yards from his front door and was bent over placing the trash into a bin to dispose of it. The elderly gentleman was not aware that the bear had been spotted in the area and was distracted by the chore he was doing. The bear crept up from behind the man and surprised him. It swiped at his back with its claws and gashed his skin. He was completely taken off guard and faltered toward the ground as the bear bounded down the block away. He then made his way inside and reached out to medical professionals for assistance, continuing the chain of alarms through the city officials and safety officers. As reports rolled into authorities about the bear, the animal trod a mysterious path through the city. 
As it ran by a resident in her 80s, the bear apparently reached out and randomly slashed her with its claws on her arm and terrified her for a few seconds before loping further down the residential road. Fortunately, her physical wounds were superficial, but the damage, the terror inflicted by the attack, is likely to go on for the rest of her life. Somewhere between the prior attack and the next, the bear ran upon a man in his 40s who was walking down the street. The bear bit into the man's arms and legs in numerous places. It used its claws and teeth to tear at the man's chest and back as he fought for his life. By the time the bear was finished with this attack, the man suffered numerous claw and bite wounds across nearly his entire body and suffered severe injuries, including a fractured sternum. As the wounded man lay incapacitated on the ground, the bear departed the scene and ran further into the city. If you notice, these attacks seem to ramp up in confusion, intensity, and seriousness. The longer the bear loped through the city, the more frustrated it became, but still continued toward the heart of the city. By 7.50 a.m., the bear was followed by a news reporter in a vehicle. As the reporter filmed the bear dashing through the town, it seemed to panic at being followed and approached a large metal gate blocking a road into a military barracks for the ground forces of Japan. As soldiers tried to bar the gate and ran about in panic, the bear gripped the door and pried it open, winning the tug-of-war it had with a brave soldier trying to keep it from entering. As the door flung wide, the bear charged the man and pushed him a few feet, then it slashed him across the chest. The soldier collapsed to the ground as the bear ran off, seeming to seek an escape from the unavoidable bombardment of its senses from the bustle of the city. Continuing on its chaotic dash through Sapporo, the bear next scaled a fence and entered the runway of an adjacent airport around 8.15 a.m. Given the amount of confusion the bear had already created in the city, the airport officials were quick to shut down the runways, which caused delays in flights. This seemed to be the only place the bear could find a measure of solace and escape from the honking horns and roaring engines of the streets. It spent the better part of an hour at the airport before it dashed toward the fence surrounding the runways. It apparently saw the trees nearby and hoped to find seclusion there. It scaled the fence, dashed across several more lanes of traffic, and disappeared into the forest, with local authorities soon arriving to give chase. A local hunting club was notified of the bear's escapades after the barracks attack and attacks on citizens. They grabbed their high-powered hunting rifles and responded to the threat to their city's peace and safety. They soon found where the bear had hidden itself and surrounded it in a stand of trees. Five shots rang out as they extinguished the bear's life and ended the chaos it wrought on the citizens of Sapporo. The standing tally was four people injured and one bear dead. As in each episode, we have to examine the cause behind such tragic events. Many people consider the behavior and frenzy of the bear to be linked to the possibility that it smelled a sow in estrus in the forest across the city, or mistook a scent from the city as such. Given that the city of Sapporo is about nine miles across at its shortest distance, I find this unlikely. Although bears are known to have the keenest sense of smell, the scent of a sow in estrus would have to dominate the smells from the city between them. This possibility is implausible, at best. That leaves open the possibility that the sow may have been located within the city. Given the dangers to a bear and the harassment it would experience with the noise of the city, it doesn't seem realistic either. So I'm asking you, why did the bear run toward traffic and noise? Why did it continue toward the heart of the city when the easiest way to avoid it would have been to turn around and run back into the forest from which it came? Did too much competition for prime breeding or feeding ground force it into the city? Did the farmlands that buffered the city in prior decades receding bring bear populations too close to it? 
Are the bear populations overrunning their resources after hunting faded from cultural significance? Post your comments below and let's talk about it. Thank you for watching Scary Bear Attacks, and if you enjoyed this video, I'd appreciate it if you click the like button below and subscribed if you are not yet a subscriber. Clicking the bell icon will keep you posted of our latest releases, and sharing to your social media platforms spreads awareness and is fun. As a valued member of our human community, remember to adventure bravely and be careful out there, especially in bear country.